And as I came crashing down, all I could think about were those books that were about to land on me. of Alabama's Colorado's College of Business is Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from those people who both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens, and the show today, Jessica Crew. This is our second part to our two-part series with Jessica Crew, talking about her own experiences going through Colorado's, coming back and teaching here, and helping students prepare for their future endeavors. Social media is such a big thing in the current day and age, especially in my generation, college-age students the ones who are now approaching the job market in the next few years. How do you see students utilizing social media, being responsible on social media? Is there a message you like to portray to everyone who's of a younger generation that they've grown up with this technology around them? I think what's important to realize in particular in regards to social media is that, and I kind of find this a little unfortunate, but by and large, it's expected that you're going to have a social media presence if you are an undergraduate right now, particularly if you're a traditional undergrad student. So that expectation that you're going to have a social media presence then also just naturally goes hand in hand with they expect it to be approached carefully and thoughtfully the information you're posting, the people that you are friends with, other photos that are getting posted of you. As I, of course, warn all my students, everything is permanent. But it's not just that. And it's not something that I feel like we should be scared of. But I do encourage students to really try to leverage it. And that is one of the areas that you can definitely set yourself apart, particularly for older generations that are going to be interviewing you. They expect you to be familiar with technology in a way that other generations, that kind of pressure hasn't been, it's not been the same level of pressure, I feel like, as it is for students coming out of college now. It's just expected that you're going to be so proficient in many technical ways. For a student looking at aspirational opportunities, that being an internship or a job with, let's say, a very well-known company. I know there's a lot of Know, companies people look at and say there's no way in heck I'm gonna be able to get selected I'm not even gonna apply when talking to these students what do you what's your advice to someone who's trying to get into maybe a more competitive field or a more let's just let's just say the job they don't feel like the job is gonna you know pick them out of just a sea of candidates that are out there how do you advise someone to go about approaching that process is that one, making sure to set yourself apart, like you said, on social media, or maybe trying to find a connection somehow through alumni network or through social media. I think absolutely you want, it's about connections largely. And so if you're interested in this job that you feel like is just out of your league, then the first thing I would do is figure out, okay, so how do I get in that league? And everyone is accessible now. Uh, through social media, practically, particularly with LinkedIn, as we know. And I hear more and more, particularly since COVID first started happening in 2020, and so many people's jobs have moved online, working from home, on Zoom. I keep hearing about 
people are more and more willing to meet and talk to others who are reaching out to get information from them. So I think professionals, especially now when everyone is, everyone has kind of become accustomed to use, to using video conferencing. So it's not as uncomfortable for them to actually have a Zoom session with a student and tell them how they got to where they are and things that they need to do to prepare themselves along the way. I think that's the most important step is just figuring out how, what your next steps need to be. And the best way to find that out is by talking to someone who already does what you want to do. For those alumni, maybe those mentors that are out there, just reach out to them and see. Absolutely. Email, even a cold call that they're going to help out a little bit, you know, get you connected. And most of us love to help. There you know, you go. so so say if I need a better grade in your class, I can just ask for it. You're going to give it to me. Correct? Oh, oh. Well, <laughs> worth my shot right there. Thinking about yourself, obviously, when you were in college, 18 to 22 years old, your journey is, like you said, very uncharted when you approached it and you charted it when you were going. What is one piece of advice you would give yourself looking back? There are two things I feel like that I learned from my undergraduate experience. One, it's that you should reward yourself every semester by taking one class that has nothing to do with your major. I really believe, and and I'm not saying that people don't enjoy those classes. You do. But I think you should also take one thing outside of your field of study every single semester and make it something that you can really just kind of indulge yourself with. Whether that's exercising, you take an aerobics class and you teach aerobics at the rec, whether that's you take a seminar in honors college on superheroes like I did when I was an undergrad. You know, I I think you should take one thing every semester just that you're interested in or just that gives you pleasure because that in itself helps keep your batteries charged uh, when it comes to school. And I think it makes it less daunting overall. You know, you don't get mired down as much when you have this one little thing that you're like, yeah, but I'm doing that just for fun. You know, it helps everything make everything easier. The other point that I believe I really learned from undergrad is being well-rounded is something that is, I feel like, stressed even today, but was really stressed when I was coming into college about how important it was for students to be well-rounded. And I still believe that's true as far as personality, interests, uh, awareness of the world around you. Yes, it's true. But as far as your studies go, I would be as specific as possible. And I would not limit yourself or hold yourself back because you're worried about not being able to achieve a 4.0 in one major if you double major in something else. I would say that really it's actually worth your GPA taking a little bit of a dip to go ahead and add that second field of study. Because I think that the world we're moving into is going to be incredibly specialized. And the students who have double majored, some of them triple majored in things that they feel like are helping position them competitively 
a couple of years ago, I heard about a student who was an incoming freshman. This is just an example, who was studying a foreign language, chemistry, and then he was also majoring in, I want to say general business, but he was interested in sales with the goal of becoming a pharmaceutical salesman. But he would have competitively had the background in chemistry to understand the pharmaceuticals that he would actually be selling. And so that would strengthen, of course, his knowledge. Just I feel like that makes him a more competitive candidate overall. And then also showing that he has taken the initiative to learn a set, another language and bring that skill set into the job as well. I mean, that that makes you an incredibly strong candidate, I feel like, in lots of ways. So I, I would definitely say be as specific as you can, which is tough, I know, being so young. As someone who wandered through it myself, I can say that's definitely tough. But if I were to go back and do it now, I would probably have three majors and a couple of minors. There you go. Just going at it. And taking your own personal journey, looking a couple of years out, five years down the road, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself continuing in GBA 300, maybe branching out a little bit and, you know, finding some kind of honor seminar to teach about superheroes? Hopefully I'll be here in the business college for the next 15 years. Okay. I'm, um, hopefully I'll be working on that. I also, for my side hustle, I work with my parents. We have a business. We sell uh, antique and vintage furniture, refurbished, and, of course, pristine condition, depending on what we can find. Uh, but that's, I love doing that. I love the hunt mm. for for new merchandise. And it's kind of a struggle, obviously, because when you specialize in pre-owned items, you know, uh, it, it's interesting trying to find enough merchandise but that's something I really love and I just have fun doing so I'm hoping to continue expanding that with my parents and um, growing that business seems like you get a lot of joy out of that and that leads into sort of the next point of where do you find the most happiness in your life right now that could be either personally professionally probably not the students that are coming into class you know making you laugh all the time I it's it's tough to say. There are several things that really give me joy. I, I've i really struggled since COVID just because one of my main goals as a faculty member here at the university is to make all of my students feel seen and heard. And I want them to come into my class and not feel like I have any judgment or assumptions about who they are. And to sort of build that trust, and it's kind of difficult sometimes to be able to do that in just one semester when, you know, because I, I teach business comm, GBA 300. I have taught in the management comm concentration. I've taught a couple of those classes. But by and large, I see my students once. But I really want them to know that I understand. I've, I've been where you are. I've sat where you are. And I know that you're going to make it through. And not just that, but you're cared for by the faculty here. Um, one of the things that I get the most joy from is actually seeing a student at least a year or a couple of years later and being able to call them by name and ask how they're doing. 
because I don't think the students realize the impact that they actually do have on faculty members and how much we appreciate you all, uh, you know, and um, how much life you give us. <laughs> Fountain of youth right here is what you're telling <laughs> us. But looking at your time at Alabama, obviously you went undergraduate here. You've been very involved with the campus throughout your life. What's been your greatest moment that you can remember or legacy moment that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life? Oh, gosh. So I'm not as involved as I was uh, several years ago, but um, a few years back, I was asked to take over as faculty sponsor for a student organization. And at the time, it was really struggling at just as far as membership numbers, participation, all of that. And uh, taking that role on and working with that small group of students in those early days, I, I met with two of the officers in particular every single week on Thursday for four hours at a time. And we talked about things like strategy and growth and participation and how to create value and how what uh, what type of recruiting events we should have what type of students they should look to recruit um, and the relationships that I formed in those early days with some of those students so shout out to Patrick Mitchell Brianna Bruckner Paige Ridley Claire Dixon Anita Viravong all of them have very special places in my heart Emily Zapp I, I could go on and on that that exec for those first couple of years, they were so strong and so committed. And it gave me this whole level of appreciation of, of my job that I had not had before getting to work with students that closely. Um, so yeah, that was definitely, as strange as it sounds, that was one of the most satisfying experiences there is. I'm still in touch with Brianna, I see at least every other month. And we still talk. I still talk to Paige pretty, pretty often. So um, it's just forming those relationships with the students and getting to watch them grow and watching them forge ahead and make their lives and careers. It's just, it's amazing. I think great point right there. So you're saying if anyone needs help with a club, come to you because you're, oh, you're gosh. Like the know-it-all person. I don't know about that. <laughs> but obviously, and I, I know we were talking a little bit before about this, but there's also some traumatic legacy moments when it comes to being a student here at Alabama. <laughs> uh, uh, one involving books. Do you, do you mind sharing that one by any chance? Oh, gosh. So my first week on campus as a freshman I, uh, it was, of course, a Wednesday when classes started, and I had already gone to the soup store that morning and purchased all of my textbooks. I had every single one of them in my backpack, and I, I could barely get it zipped. It was so heavy, and I was really worried because I, I checked out with, with my books, and I was scurrying over to Big Good to make it to my GBA 145 class, and I was really worried that I was going to be late. Uh, being the early 2000s, platform flip-flops were a thing. And one of my flip-flops got hung on a segment of the sidewalk. And as I came crashing down, all I could think about were those books that were about to land on me. And it was just, 
so funny because I remember standing up and brushing myself off, even though it had torn a hole through my pants and I had blood running down my leg. And I just went on to class. I wanted to be here so badly. And I was so excited for this new chapter in my life that I didn't care. I was not going to let that hold me back, you know? Mm -hmm. So one could say that you bleed crimson. That's right. We all do. <laughs> we all do by and large. But anyways. Thank you again for sitting down with us. It's been a great time. And uh, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Oh, email. So jcrew at cba.ua.edu. That's Jessica Crew, instructor at the Culverhouse College Business. And thanks so much for listening to the Bama Means Business podcast. If you're not a subscriber, please do subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College of Business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide.